love, enlightenment, pleasure. The Priory Society Podcast. I will say that Chris had this whole cream pie fantasy. That's most dudes, man. Yeah. High five, bro. <laughs> he cream pied this other girl. We already checked up. She's not pregnant. It's all good. Yeah. She's good. But I will say, watching, I don't know about you. I just, I really don't. But watching it come out of her, I was like, this is the sexiest thing I've ever been yes. a part of. Hey, sexies. Welcome back to the Priory Society Podcast. Today, we have a very sexy couple on the line with us. They actually have their own podcast show, and it's doing very well. Chris and Karen from Swinging Along. Their style is interesting. Yeah, it's not too far off from ours. Well, they don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> they speak their mind. No filter. Good. Yeah, I love it because they tell the truth. Sometimes it's real truth people need to hear. The listeners love that. Yeah. It's unfiltered, and it's raw, as in raw dog. As in raw dog, baby. As in raw dog. <laughs> I've always wanted to do a gangbang and mm-hmm. judge me all you want. It's just the fact that I have this picture of me being the only female on a nice size bed. Yeah. I want my curvy, voluptuous body being worshipped by four or more men. I want my body licked and touched <laughs> and fucked. Can I say this in the most polite way? I want to be walking difficultly the next day. Ah. She wants to get hit with a freight train. She wants to get hit by the freight train. (laughs) Welcome to the Priory Society. This sexy lifestyle podcast is for sexually open-minded people. Our listeners want to explore their sexual fantasies and desires by participating in the swinging lifestyle. This show is designed to chronicle our journey and experiences. We are not therapists and we do not give medical or professional advice. We broadcast for entertainment purposes only. This podcast contains explicit language and is intended for mature audiences. Welcome back. We are about to get some juicy details from our sexy couple, Chris and Karen, from their own podcast show, Swinging Along. We're going to talk to them about how they got their start in the lifestyle, what their play style is like, because they engage in a lot of different kinds of things, and talk about their podcast. I mean, we want to know more about how they got started in podcasting, what they get out of podcasting, what they think about the current podcasting scene. So Chris and Karen, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's very cool to have you guys with us. So let's get into more about you guys. Let us know how you got your start in the lifestyle for our listeners who uh, maybe haven't heard your show yet. How did you guys get started in the lifestyle? Tell us a little bit about that and what your play style is and maybe even how you got started in podcasting. Yeah, and plug your websites and stuff, your social media and all that so they can see your pictures and all that. Well, I could tell you we got started in the lifestyle, what, about four and a half? years ago or so. We're going on five years now. Almost five years. And it really came down to me just sending Karen a text that I wanted to watch a fucking other guy. Yeah, I was definitely upstairs doing my hair. (laughs) And he was downstairs. I mean, this is how obviously young and not communicative we were (laughs) being a young married couple. And he sent me a text message and I thought it was a fucking joke because he was like, (laughs) so do you know what a cuckold is? And I'm like, literally straightening my hair going, what? And he was like, a cuckold. It's someone that likes to watch their wife get fucked. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me on this entire situation. I I literally thought I was kidding. You couldn't believe it. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. You know, big misconception in the lifestyle is a lot of times it's the guy wants to fuck other women. And when people ask us how we got started, they're always shocked that it was actually me wanting her to fuck another guy. Yeah. So after 
after he slept on the couch that first night because I thought it was a legitimate, <laughs> you just want me to fuck a dude so you get a free pass to fuck a chick. Yeah, and I'm not down true. with that. I actually Googled it because I'm like, you know what? We've already always been a very sexual couple. I mean, we've always been into spicing things up, role playing, things like that. So I whipped out my iPad and I, I Googled like cuckolding and things like that. And you would not believe the videos that come up when you Google cuckolding. And <laughs> I will say that I got very turned on by the idea. So I took him out to lunch the next day to kind of apologize for him having to sleep on the couch and told him, let's do this. And <laughs> well, that was about, we were about what, four or five drinks in? We maybe were a about four or five drinks. Cause I'm like, if I'm going to commit to this, I'm just going to go hard at this. I'm going to like, I'm an overachiever. Anybody that knows me knows I don't do anything half-assed. So if I'm going to do it, I'm going to, I'm going to go all the way with this. So after we had our first cuckold experience, it wasn't very much longer, right? After, after that. No, after no, it was it. probably like two months. Yeah. Cause we had to find the right person and things like that. After the whole experience, again, God, we were always at the bar. We were at the bar again. And we were at the bar and I said, um, I want to spice it up even more. And he looks at me and he goes, how the fuck do you spice this up even more than you fucking another dude? And I was like, what about fucking other couples? And he was like, isn't that something from like the 70s? Like the, isn't that like a swinging <laughs> thing that they used to do? And I'm like, it's still a legitimate thing. This People still do it. And ever since then we probably are one of the most sexual people that we know from that. Oh, it's amazing. Right? Dude, did you have to grow out your hair, man? In a did, mullet? In a mullet? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I, I didn't realize how big the community and how deep it really got back then. We've been going hard ever since. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I think we're pretty more diverse than a lot of people. Yeah, we call ourselves mutts because... From where we are, from where we were five years ago, obviously we started out with trying to fulfill one fantasy to spice up, you know, the sex life and to fulfill a fantasy that my husband had to, hey, I kind of, this now opened doors to other things. I kind of call it like a gateway drug, which it's probably the worst reference to make when you're trying to say that, but it kind of opens it to certain things. And we call ourselves mutts in a sense because where we're at now is not only are we a full swap couple, soft swap couple, but we have an open marriage as well. And we also at times lived a poly lifestyle where we've actually had legitimate girlfriends and, and boyfriends and things like that, where we kind of just go with the flow. Like if that's where that situation takes us, then we kind of go with it. And as long as everybody's on the same page, that's where we're at at that moment. See, I think that's very cool because yeah. a lot of people are fascinated with the labels. Well, are you poly? Are right. you a bi? Curious. It's like, you know what, dude? Very cool. So my lady has a question about the cuck thing. She wrote down a little <laughs> note. She goes, let me ask them a question. I want to hear a little bit more about that experience. Cause so can you guys clarify what you mean by the cuckold experience for people who, who don't understand? And, and also how that went for you guys. Yeah. Went, because I remember seeing pictures of a guy with a cage on his dick and right. you know, he's being humiliated. And then there's other guys that are like, dude, don't humiliate me, man. I'm sharing my wife with you. Yeah. I'm not here for humiliation. I just want to chill. I'm I want to video. Watch. Yeah. yeah. I want to take pictures. I want to smoke a cigar. So how did it play out for you guys? Lead our listeners through how that happened. That first experience that you called the cuckold experience. Well, our first experience wasn't the best experience in terms of the, the guy that we chose. However, do you want to, since it's your no, fantasy. No, go ahead. No, no. You, you wanted to say something. He was your guy. But yeah. I think it's best I, for you to actually 
tell them the difference between this and say like a hot wife scenario? Cause there is a difference. How did you guys find this dude? Yeah. How'd you yeah. meet him? Well, the problem with that part of it is, uh, we went about it wrong. Uh, Karen created a profile on like a dating website. This is before we even knew that swinger type websites existed. Yeah. yeah sure. Um, and she didn't actually put in there that she was married and she found a guy, started talking to him, got to know him a little bit. And then finally divulged it to him and he didn't take it very well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say to anybody that's getting started in this lifestyle, no matter what your fantasy is, we always preach communication, communication. That's to all parties. And we learned that from our own personal experience that this dude was basically really liking me. And I completely disowned his trust by saying, Hey, Think you're falling a little hard for me, but I want you to know you're you're never going to put a ring on it because there's already a ring on our on my finger you know, type I, of thing. And I would say I would say that played a role in how this actually ended. Okay, because you really should just be honest with people. We That's learned right. the hard way. It's definitely a lesson we learned right away. Right, but in the actual sense of the act, when we had came out to him and said what it was, he took some time to think about it, and he said that he wanted to. Um, I sent this long, long message about what we were looking for. He agreed to it. And while it was a great experience, the actual experience, except there was a little bit towards the end, I call it whiskey dick syndrome because I think he drank a little bit too much because he might have been a little bit more uncomfortable with it. He was uncomfortable with me there. You could tell. In terms of the cuckold, so you have two terminologies. You have cuckold and you have hot wife. And hot wife is normally, I'm going to share my wife with you. There's also different levels of a cuckold as well. There are. Cuckold, yes. You have extreme cuckold where they wear the cages around their dicks and they are not allowed to get hard or anything of that nature because they are going to obviously feel some sort of level of pain. You can kind of relate that more onto a level of BDSM. You even have the really extreme level of a cuckold where... They don't even fuck their own wife. Yeah. Like it, the wife is strictly for her bull. Yep. And I'm sorry. I like fucking my wife. Oh, <laughs> I mean, wow. I don't okay. that's, so that's not happening. I can see so. that. So, but in this terminology, he did want to hear how good the other guy was. He didn't want to hear you're better than me. He wanted right. to, A, the guy had to be a decent size because it would defeat the purpose of it. And he wanted to hear, like, while obviously we were engaging in the act of having sex with him, he wanted me to look up at him, watch him, look at him while I was getting pleasured. And that whole part of it was great. You know, the whole, that part of experience. It's just the fact that I will say being newbies in the lifestyle, and I'm sure anybody that's new, no matter what, however you got started in this lifestyle, everyone has learned their life lessons on how they approach it and how they don't. And I never would want anybody's feelings to get hurt. And Mm. unfortunately in the end, his feelings got hurt because I think he felt this could continuously be a thing. He was falling for you. Yeah. There he was. Yeah. yeah, He was crossing the lines that we weren't really ready to address us being so new in the lifestyle. He got very emotional. Yeah. So, okay. So this guy comes over and, does Chris go and hide in the closet or does he just kind of sit in the chair and just watch you guys or is he part of the action? We actually got in a hotel room for this situation because we do have children. And my biggest fear was I didn't want to bring this guy over and know where we live and kind of disrupt our home life. Like what if this guy randomly shows up and I'm like playing, you know, Frisbee with the kids and he's crazy. So we had gotten a hotel room and had left a key at the desk and he had gotten there first. And I remember walking through, remember when I walked to the hotel room, I'm like, I look like I'm a hooker and you're my pimp because I was in like 
knee high heels, a low cut top. It was all in black. I'm definitely being escorted by my pimp to the hotel room. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, and it also didn't so help so that, that Chris was wearing his wave hat with his coat and, and a cane and a pimp staff <laughs> and the, and the pharaoh, <laughs> holding a pharaoh stamp. My, my pimp money clip. Your pimp money clip but, <laughs> dollar sign <laughs> hanging from the chain. <laughs> We went up to the hotel room, and when we got to the door, she looked at me and asked me one more time, "Is this? Do we really? Do we really want to do this?" Right. And I looked at her and I said, "Yeah." And I said, "Do you really want to do this?" And she looked at me and she was like, "Absolutely." <laughs> I'm probably a little more excited <laughs> than you were at this point. <laughs> so we went in there, and as we got in there, he was already there. Uh-huh. Karen could feel like the tension a little bit, and we wanted to relax everybody, so we took a few shots. Yeah. Little did we know he was already very deep into his bottle. Oh. Yeah, he was drinking some some turkey whiskey or something like that. And oh, I was turkey. like, oh my okay. God. Yeah. So and we're very, very big on consensual, you know, everyone has to give consent. Yeah. And I think you have to be of sound mind. There's there's no problem of drinking and get a nice little buzz going on while you're having fun with each other. Oh, that's awesome. But you know, I think that everything needs to prior be this is what's going to happen we're sober we agree on it um i had had a few cocktails and everything like that i mean it it was fine but chris actually sat in because it was a suite so chris Mm -hmm. actually sat on one of the couches that was across from the bed so we had the lights turned out but we left the tv on so there's a little bit of lights that chris could see and I mean, I will give him this. He he got de- he started right away. Like he was like ripping clothes off like nothing. That I oh, wow. I kind of had to slow him down a little bit because <laughs> I was like, listen, we <laughs> I don't know if we're ever going to do this again. I want him to get the full experience. Yeah, no this, need to so rush. Take time. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, so like like I said, the actual act of it was really hot. It was really sexy. And will I admit that it was a little the first time he started going down on me, and I looked over at my husband. I'm like. Holy shit! I'm I'm on this bed. Someone who's not my husband, who I'm not cheating on, because my husband is sitting right there, right. is definitely licking my clit right now, nice. and he's doing a damn good job at it. Nice. Like okay. all these <laughs> all these questions go through your head. Like, is this okay? And I told myself, "Fuck what society is telling me in my head should be okay or shouldn't be okay." I'm going to enjoy this moment. Yeah. And I think that was where I went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, no, right. I absolutely, definitely enjoyed it. And it was good up until the end. And we think the alcohol hit him. Oh, yeah. And then we also think that maybe his feelings and emotions hit him at some point. Yeah, he went a little limp on me. And <laughs> as I'm sure you can agree being a female. Sometimes that's not always the most positive because you're like, what is going on? Like, yeah. but we had been at it for already, what, like 45 minutes to an hour. I'll give them that. Okay. So you guys, you guys did actually fuck. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. We uh, in, what? Three or four different positions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so he was working it. Okay. He was no. doing exactly what we, he was brought actually, there to do. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Hey Chris, so you're sitting there watching your <laughs> wife. She's getting fucked by another dude and you're loving it. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I thought there was more to that. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Hold on. <laughs> Here. Let me ask it again. <laughs> well, hey, dude. I think you. You went you, back in time, right? You do. You 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 were right. You were back at that moment. You used your gestalt and you traveled back in the cosmic emotional energy. And you're like, yeah. Wait. Tell me more, Eros. Tell me more about that moment because I want to relive it. Hello. Dude, that moment sounds hot, dude. So you're sitting there 
your lady's getting pleasured, which is amazing. And then all of a sudden, are you touching yourself or are you trying to not to touch yourself? Or are you like, dude, I'm jacking myself off. You know, what are you doing while they're in action? When you're playing it in the part of the role I am, because it's a lot of role play in this aspect. It's all mental. I do travel down the road of, I listen, I know I fuck my wife good. I know she's pleasure. You do have an amazing penis. <laughs> so I try to travel down the road of slight humiliation in a sense that he's got to be bigger than me because if he's not bigger than me, what's the point? Mm-hmm, so sure. while I'm sitting yeah. there watching, my mind is obviously going to how good she's, how much she's enjoying this. Nice. How much loving it and obviously i mean you can't help but get turned on by it so <laughs> oh dude it sounds like you're, I mean, right yeah. up, you're right up against that jealousy too just a little bit yeah at least it's happened to me that's yeah. all, that's only why i'm mentioning it so they ended up fucking for about 45 minutes or so it was a combination of foreplay and and fucking about the 40 45, 45 minutes. minutes to an hour yeah yeah oh man that sounds fucking damn awesome. and then what happened did he take off or did you guys chit chat and then try to go for round two So I've never run out of a room as fast as I did because one of the most epitome positions, it's probably not the right word, but the the picture, the picture perfect position that you're supposed to be in when you're fulfilling the cuckold fantasy is the wife is on all fours or she's bent over Mm -hmm. and the guy is pounding her from behind because then the wife and the guy can make eye contact with the husband or the partner. Uh And that's where we were at. And he was very good. I mean, I was getting into it and then I could feel it. I started feeling not being as filled and, Mm -hmm. and certain things. I'm like, I can feel what's going on. And I'm like, okay, maybe this is a bad position for him. So I kind of switched up and I was like, you know, trying to caress him and say, is everything okay? Do you want me to do anything for you? And he looked at me and his eyes went crossed and he was like, I can't even stand. I'm drunk now. And he just like kind of collapsed on the bed. And I was like, oh, this is not, no, Mm -hmm. we can't do it like this anymore. This poor guy, I, I don't know what to think. And he actually stood back up. I think he used the alcohol more of an excuse. I just think that maybe he was not as in tune to the situation as he thought he was uh-huh. because everything was great until we got into that position where he could see Chris and okay. he, and, and I was looking at Chris as well. And I just found it very funny that we were fucking for 45 minutes and foreplaying and everything was great until we got into that position. So when yeah, that happened, he definitely didn't make any eye contact with me until that moment. So. Yeah. And then as soon as he made that eye contact, he went real limp. So I basically like, okay, this is now a situation where I don't want any feelings to get hurt any further. How do I handle this situation? What do I do? So of course my reaction is I'm going to put on my clothes because I'm Mm -hmm. literally butt ass naked right now. And I'm going to put on my clothes and we're going to talk this out. And as soon as I start putting my clothes on, he was like, I just, and this is before we became more interested in Polly. Mm-hmm. He was like, I just don't understand why we can't be together. And that's oh, when wow. I knew. I knew that it was not. I right. was like, Chris, I sent Chris outside. I said, Chris, go out the door now. And I'm still getting dressed and right. I'm leaving everything. And I, I just knew that it was possibly yeah. going to be a conflict. And I sent him outside and I looked at him well, and you, I. You I had your knee high boots, right? Yeah. You definitely left your socks there. And I left your, my socks and your there underwear and my underwear purse. was in my purse. Like I literally felt like if I didn't feel like a hooker yeah, going yeah. up, I felt like yeah. a hooker coming down. <laughs> Walking out without your panties on. Filled the hooker part on the way out, definitely. Okay, so when he was when he was fucking you, was he like holding you, caressing you, 
had his arms around you trying to kiss you like he was trying to make love to you or was he was it did it feel more like he was just fucking you i'm gonna let chris answer that because he had a point of view that he's always said to me about this the very first position they got into the very first fucking position they got into he was on top typical missionary Mm -hmm. and just kept trying to like make out with her kind of sensual and I kept trying to turn my head like, no, dude, I want you to fuck me. Like, lift my legs over my head or something. I don't I, want this romance shit. I swear, <laughs> and, and it's funny you said that. I swear he was trying to make love with her. Yeah. So we're so open to telling that story for the first time because we hope that... Because we've had other cuckold experiences since then that have been way better. Oh, because funny they brought up the closet because that's episode five. Yeah, episode five, <laughs> we talked about Chris being in the closet. But the dude knew about it. So that's okay. okay. He kept, he kept hearing noises. <laughs> hey, my, my bisexual um, husband is in there. He has his dick and a strap on on his forehead. He's about to come out, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to pounce exactly. on you. <laughs> but when I knew that things were turning down that emotional path, I'm a female and not saying that males aren't emotional either because yeah. obviously he was very emotional. I just felt very, I related to him and I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, I think we really went about this the wrong way. But right. as soon as we got out and we went into the hotel, we were in the elevator going down. I mean, we jumped onto each other, me and Chris, and we probably had some of the best sex that we had had in a very, very long time that night. And that literally led us down this entire path. So um, everyone says, oh, well, when you guys got in a swinging, your husband did it, didn't he? It was his suggestion. And I'm like, Look, my husband suggested something prior to that, but I'm the one that decided to take it that step further because Karen's an overachiever. So I'm like, well, fuck, if we're going to do a cuckold thing, we might as well fuck with other couples. So that was my take on it. No, that was definitely our start. And now we're just all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So like the ADHD. Of <laughs> <laughs> right. So what kind of advice would you have for the bulls? The single guys. Yeah. The single guys wanting to be that third person for a couple. Yeah. So whether you're a single guy in a hot wife situation, a cuckold, even a threesome, I think if you're the single guy that's approaching a couple, I think communication is 100% key. I think that everyone should not be afraid to ask those questions. I think the single guy needs to look at the, let's just say like a husband and wife, and obviously they don't have to be married, but we're just going to use as a reference. He needs to look at the husband and the wife and he needs to say, what are your boundaries right here, right now? And no matter what those boundaries are, that single guy has to respect that and not try to convince them otherwise. I think that he needs to be like, okay, this is what you want. This is what I can and cannot do with her or whatever we're doing. And that's what it is. And I think the single guy also needs to know when maybe certain boundaries are being pushed and he needs to be a little bit more attentive than a a husband. I I just think that if you're a single guy and you want to get into this lifestyle, uh, first off, be appreciative because it's a great lifestyle. You get the <laughs> right. oh, yeah. women and whatnot. Go into it knowing that you're in a good position to have a lot of fun in life. Yeah. And don't fuck it up by being either an asshole or a douchebag or being pushy and oh, whatnot. Pushy, just I can't just stand. know that, listen, you probably have rules. Now, maybe not a lot, but I'm sure the single guy has rules. We have rules. Everybody has some kind of rule, even if it's just one rule. Just right. follow the rules. Are you, are you referencing my one rule that I have? Do you really have many? <laughs> What's your rule? Uh, we only have one rule when we play, and that is I don't do anal with anybody that I don't know. So if you're a new guy that I'm playing with, whether you're a couple or anything like that, I don't do anal unless I get to know you. And that's only because 
I've had a, a bad experience with someone that was a little too pushy in the past, a husband actually, mm-hmm. who took advantage of a situation that um, was just a little bit too pushy. And we it just became my rule from that point on, like, okay, we're going to sit there. And I mean, I literally have no other rules. Everything else is out in the open, but I will not partake in anal with, obviously I've partaken anal with my husband. And there have been other men in the past in this lifestyle, whether they're single or um, other couples that I've done anal with as well. But they're friends, they're people we, we know and I trust. So that, that's basically where that comes from. But everyone's like, so what are your rules and boundaries? And we look at them and go, no anal. And they're like, what else? And I'm like, that's pretty much that's it. it. <laughs> so do you have to play with them? Do you have to play with them first? To get to know them and then decide? Yeah, like I do play with them. Maybe, you know, I would say a good three or four sessions just to know that they know, not, not necessarily like I need to have boundaries with that. It's not just, like five minutes. I think I, a little bit. <laughs> Hi, I'm Eros. Okay, you exactly. ready? It's going in dry. Exactly. I, I think it's just the fact that I'm a little scarred from that one situation. Uh-huh. And so it's like, I feel like if you're going to bear with me, which no offense, my vagina should be enough anyway, but if you're going to bear with me all those times, then you've deserved entry into the ass after the fourth or fifth time of you being a gentleman. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, good lady. Thank you. Hey, so let me ask a question about the person who created a bad situation. Was this individual just trying to sneak it in? Was this individual just trying to probe it too much or you kept saying no and he kept, oh, oops, I'm sorry, wrong hole. What was that like? I mean, I'm trying to figure out if someone did something to you, I don't want someone else to have to experience that. And maybe we can instruct the newbie or instruct the listener on how to maybe stop what made you weary about. I'm not going to do that. And not just with anyone. Sure. So when Chris and I first got into actually full swapping, because we obviously eased our way into everything. Well, (sighs) I say ease, but we actually sprinted into it um, in Mm -hmm. a sense, but it was our version of easing. We went into full swapping, but we also do separate room play. We have multiple times are not in the same room with each other while things are going on, whether it's with another couple or whomever. And we were actually doing a separate room play with a married couple. So Chris was with the wife and I was with the guy. And um, we, Chris and I didn't, we were very communicative, but it's certain things that when you're new to the lifestyle, you don't think of things to talk to your spouse about or anything in that nature. So basically this husband had, (laughs) he was basically portraying it that he talked to his wife and he said, my wife has already been talking to your husband because we all had a group kick together, but we also were talking to each other separately mm-hmm. through kick. So I was talking to him and Chris was talking to the wife. Yeah, yeah because we're okay with that. Uh, <laughs> oh, we sure. like the group kick for everybody to be able to communicate, but we're okay that we can separately go off and flirt. Yeah. So this guy, the husband had basically said, so you know that your husband is totally doing my wife in the ass right now. So it's only fair that I get to do you in the ass. And I was a little bit uncomfortable at this point of doing that because I, I'm going to be completely honest. I wasn't well versed in anal. Um, I was very disappointed in how it would take 30 minutes for my own husband to even, you know, enter me in the ass because of the slow process of it. And I was interested in that. I wanted to have fun, flirty, oral on both sides, that type of thing. And so I kept telling him, no, 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 it's fine. And when I 
we're fucking and we're doing oral and I kind of just completely forgot about it. I, I let my guard down, my body loose because here's a guy that was really, really nice. And I remember making a comment to him like, well, I guess my husband's going to be extra luckier than you tonight because my ass is, is closed for business in that aspect. And he laughed it off and he made me feel like, okay, no big deal. I asked you, you said no. Right. So one of my favorite positions is I love doggy style or anything from behind. So we went to flip over into doggy style and I remember him kind of like caressing me a little bit. And then the next thing I knew is it was a full, I hope this isn't too graphic for your listeners, but it was a full penetration, not easing, no lube, anything Whoa. into my ass without my permission. Yeah, Whoa. Lube, that's about it. yeah. Oh, so he just went well, and for the condom. it. Yeah. And what an asshole. Yeah. That's not, that's a dick move. Jeez. Yeah, we actually have not, we're going to be divulging. We haven't divulged that on our podcast yet because it's something that I do think people need to know because mm-hmm. you you need to understand that you, you trust someone in that nature. And I do think that if you are a single guy or a married guy or anything like that, you have to you have to be understanding that not all women are going to be into maybe what you or your wife do, but it's the whole experience that isn't that why we're swingers because we're experiencing someone different. We're exactly. having a connection with someone different, no matter what it is to the point where I was physically like thrown off by it. And I immediately, I mean, Chris heard me yell from the next room that I think he handled it impeccably well because he dropped everything and ran with his dick flying, like just no pants on, no nothing into the next room. And I mean, we, we've never talked to that couple again ever. That man is lucky but that you, Chris didn't go fucking nuts on him. Oh, hell yeah. No. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to incriminate Chris, but I'm just going to say that some things were exchanged and we did walk away from that situation, but it was something that I felt very vulnerable for that I trusted this person. So I'm actually very lucky that it didn't tear us from swinging, but you handled that very well, honey. I mean, the situation was already fucked up to begin with. I didn't want to make it worse. So yeah. my goal at that point was just to get out of that situation. Yeah. And Chris was very, I'm lucky to have a partner because he was very like, look, if you don't want to do this anymore, because that's a total violation of trust. And he even said me being a guy, those opportunities for me to be violated are decreased than what you have as a female in this lifestyle to be violated. And I was like, I can tell you right now, it's never going to happen again. And I mean, for a long time, I didn't even do that position with another couple because I was just so nervous. And then we found that nice couple again that I did it with. And I was like, okay, I can trust people again right. type of thing. So I don't, I, I'm so torn about telling that story because I don't want to deter people from the lifestyle though. It's an important story I, though. I'm happy you shared that because it's a thing about trust. This individual you trusted he had already said, okay, no problem. We're not going to do that. And then out of nowhere, he surprised you and that's not cool. So for the listeners out there right now, put yourself in that scenario. How are you going to react? I mean, look, shit, if I were in that scenario and I heard my lady scream out like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Or right. like, oh, 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 that hurts or something like that. They might've had to call the police out there that night, yeah. right? In not a good scenario. And so, right. yeah, no. So people need to kind of maybe put themselves in those scenarios. How would I react? If all of a sudden I hear my wife saying, where the fuck's your condom, right? Yeah. Or what happened oh, yeah. to your condom or not in my ass. I told you not in my ass. 
And then so I think these are good little exercises. And thank you so much for sharing, Karen, because I understand it's sensitive. And I actually pressed for it only because I was so curious because of the way you made it sound. Yeah. I, I really wanted to know, like, wait a minute. Okay, so she, yeah. she doesn't do that, but there must be a real reason. And I think there's a learning lesson behind that. And so I thank you for sharing that. And then we'll move on. Absolutely. But um, I think it's going to be a very no, valuable share it. And if I can just add this, I don't want to Please. hear anybody because this happened three years ago. We were still newbies in it. I now know how to handle myself and we're still going strong in it. It's just something that I want to share it so that it doesn't happen to someone else. And B, yeah. I just think that you can have a negative experience in this lifestyle, just like being single, you can have a negative experience. I mean, sure. I could be not married on a date with someone or dating someone and then they, they violate my trust and it happens in no matter what lifestyle you're in. It's just the fact that maintain that communication and have a partner who is going to jump to your defense. And no matter what, Chris was having a damn good time fucking the wife who was being respectful, you know, and, but he did not hesitate to go ahead and jump to my aid. And that's something that I'm very appreciative of. So on that what? night when that guy mentioned, Hey, my wife is already talking to Chris about him fucking her in the ass. Did that actually happen? Chris, did you fuck her in the ass? Uh, for the quick five minutes I had. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Until I heard her screaming. But yeah, uh, about five minutes worth. And then all hell broke loose on her end. So, so it wasn't yeah. a total was bullshit line. No, it yeah. wasn't. He was telling the truth. And we've never told each other what we can and cannot do with another one. We're very, very open. No, yeah. no, you know, <laughs> I mean, we don't have like, an, we're not really, we're not petty like this. We have our own set of rules mm -hmm. and couples have their own set of rules. One time we did have a couple that had like a no kissing rule. So I threw that rule into effect as well. Oh my God. I can't stand those rules where you can fuck me, but you can't kiss me. I just can't stand that. It's yeah. just my own. Wow. Oh, that's sorry, too intimate. Well, but That'd be weird. That, I mean, if I had a rule like, uh, uh, I don't, you can't get oral. I wouldn't expect the other person to not do oral. Right. So yeah. just because I was not for anal, Right. I didn't take the anal card off the table for Chris with a girl That's because right. maybe she's more open to anal and she does all. I mean, she was much more open to anal. I can tell from when we told each other. That he was doing. She was doing that gaping move where it opens up real big. <laughs> Come on, honey. <laughs> I don't know how that happens. <laughs> Throw a pickle in there. Right. <laughs> yeah, hey. I probably pulled something out of it before I got down there. Probably. <laughs> she had a plug or something in it the whole night to stretch it out. She's already conditioned. It. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you exactly. for sharing that story. I know a lot of people give us flack about telling negative stories or awkward moments, or you know, we had we had a we had a segment called horror stories, and people gave us a lot of flack for that because yeah. they want to portray the lifestyle as all good, all positive, and not just some listeners, but also some podcasters. That's right. Like, hey, don't scare off newbies. If we have a segment called Pet Peeves, too, you know, we talk shit about like, please shower before yeah. you see us, please brush yeah. your teeth. <laughs> yeah, use a tongue scraper yeah. and all that stuff. I think, you know, I, it, yeah, go for it. that up. That's a big thing that goes on is a lot of people try to glamorize the lifestyle, and mm -hmm. there are so many good things about it, but there are some things that come up that are like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah. everything is not going to be perfect. We're not living on a rainbow in clouds and right. everybody looks exactly the same. Everybody Excuse fucks me, the same. I live on glitter and rainbows, okay? <laughs> you know, where everybody has the perfect 10 inch penis and it fits in every yeah. hole with no problem and every hole's open and ready to go. And everybody's compatible and everybody loves everybody, but that's not the case. It's yeah. just this is the real world and you're dealing with real people and their insecurities. But um, anyway, thank you for sharing that story. I know that's going to be really helpful 
for people sure. that are hearing it. So you guys have been in the lifestyle for a few years now, and you have a range of play styles, really. I mean, you engage in a bunch of different play scenarios from now soft swap again to full swap and sometimes poly and cuckold and hot wifing. All that being done over the last few years, is there still a fantasy that you want to fulfill? Something you haven't done yet that's on your fuck it list? I have one, yes. And I told Chris, I want it for my birthday in December. But <laughs> I'm going to use this terminology because it's the only terminology it, that people are going to relate to it. However, if I it is put, the lifestyle terminology. It is the lifestyle terminology. However, I just want to relate to people. It's not my terminology because if you look at the actual definition, it actually means uh, like a form of harm and done in a hateful way. Mm-hmm. But what I'm looking at is I've always wanted to do a gangbang and mm-hmm. judge me all you want. It's just the fact that I have this picture of me being the only female on a nice size bed yeah. being worshipped, wow. which I think can be very empowering for women. I want to, my, sure. I want my body, my curvy, voluptuous body being worshipped by four or more men where I am in control though. They are not able to do anything until I right. say it's okay. Right. Now, obviously, that's considered a gangbang because it's one person of one sex Mm -hmm. and then multiples of the other sex that are doing something. And I like to call it a, what is it? A morsum? Uh, A morsum. A morsum. I call it a morsum because it's not necessarily an orgy because I'm the only female in the room. Right. I, I prefer all men plus Karen. (laughs) <laughs> All men plus Karen. That's what he said. So, yeah. are you looking for them to feed you grapes as well, like Agent no, Egypt no, 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 time? No, this is not a Greek thing. <laughs> I want my body licked and touched and fucked. And I, can I say this in the most polite way? I want to be walking difficultly the Ooh, next day. Yeah. Is that like crude, right? No, it's crude right there, but she wants to get hit with a freight train. Dang. She wants to get hit by the freight train. <laughs> There it is. Now, is Chris part of this gangbang? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Part of it. And it's something that I would like to share with him. But I think that's probably, I don't know, unless you haven't told me or I'm forgetting, but that's probably the most extreme fantasy we haven't done yet. We've done threesomes, foursomes, orgies. I would say the only other thing that you, uh, the problem is for me, I I feel like we've done just about everything you can for a guy. I think it's more leaning towards you. The only other thing I could think of is you actually want to experience that real dungeon-like dom, yes. dom play. So fun fact dom about Karen play. is I have a slight obsession with the BDSM community. And mm. screw Fifty Shades of Grey because that's just irrelevant. But it's the fact that I have this fantasy of finding someone that is a true dom who can take me into a dungeon, who understands I'm a newbie in that area, mm-hmm. and... And test my limits in that aspect. I mean, Chris, I'm gonna. Am I gonna insult you if I say that you're not a dom? Uh, well, I'm not. You're not. I, I have dominant moments. Like you do. Like you'll throw me on a bed and hold me down. You'll like, whip me a I little like bit. I like to whip you. <laughs> yeah, but if anything else, like rope play or anything like that, Chris is like. I'm, that's not really my area. I don't even tie my shoes. He doesn't even tie his shoes. <laughs> so, he on shoes. So, so Karen, are you interested in rope? Tying and suspension and that kind of stuff? Yes. 
and I'm into wax playing. Um, I, I, I like that little verge of pain, mm-hmm. but I'm not super extreme in a sense of I'm not into like there's blood play out there. I'm not mm-hmm. definitely not into you, that. You don't want to sound like you're being murdered. No, but I will say. <laughs> the one, so we're going to be talking about this on one of our upcoming podcasts. I actually suffer from anxiety. I've had anxiety when my son was diagnosed with diabetes. We almost lost him. And ever since that moment, I have had this anxiety that some multiple things can trigger it in a sense. And mm-hmm. we travel often, Chris and I, but I'm the worst flyer in the world. And not because I'm afraid of heights, but because of the, the closeness compartments of an airplane. My biggest fear is, and what I've been looking for is someone who can help me kind of overcome that closeness of maybe being caged or something like mm. that. But I'm looking for that dom that I know you have to be very dominant to me, but I also want you to understand my background is. Right. So if yes. I start freaking the fuck out, I want you to coddle me afterwards so that we're okay. I, like, I, I would say it would be nice to find her dom in the lifestyle that is just a regular person that she can meet up with. But I got to say at this point, I think a professional one would be great. <laughs> yeah, but the professionals are not allowed to fuck you because that's prostitution. That's so, true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. um, so I recently actually joined FetLife a few days ago, and I'm kind of searching on that. Now we're venturing into a whole different community in that aspect. Mm-hmm. But between the BDSM experience and the gangbang, I think those are the only two things we really want to experience. I mean, yeah, we're pretty kinky. We've we're done a lot. so kinky and such sexually in tune people that, I mean, we've been called sex addicts before, which we have our own opinion on that. So. Right. I don't think that's bad. It's so, worse addiction now. So Chris, was there, or is there a fantasy that on your end that you would like to see your experience? You get all the fun. I know you I, do. I mean, that's, <laughs> I don't, I don't really think so. I mean, we've had threesomes. We've had foursomes with two girls. We've had orgies. Well, three women. I've had the cuckold fantasy. Hot wife. The hot wife one. I, I'm, there's, I don't know if there's anything left. What's this we heard on your Twitter feed about experimenting with butt play or pegging? Who brought that up? So. <laughs> That was brought up on a drunken night. <laughs> As always. Of course. Yeah, that's, that's the best ideas come up that way. So they really do. Chris has always been infatuated with during oral butt play in a sense of whether it's just kind of a caressing or actually, I mean, I hope your listeners are okay. That I'm going to be a little graphic here, but actually inserting like a finger into the ass or during, um, or two, as, as there you just said it, right? <laughs> or two into blowjobs. And nice. so uh-huh. the biggest misconception out there, if I can say this as politely, a straight man is perfectly able to be into anal play because they have a prostate gland and that prostate gland actually does stimulate pleasure. That's right. And yes. from that pleasure comes a different type of pleasure in a sense that it's a different type of orgasm. It's a different right. type of orgasm. So Chris was interested because we obviously have done the finger thing and, and things like that. He one day said, I want you to stick a dildo in my ass. Now I have a variety of dildos. There are some dildos I would not use on someone the first time. <laughs> I don't, I don't die. It's going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> the big 14 inch um, purple one, the real thick one. Are you about the yes. dragon? <laughs> Let's just say there's a few she pulled out. We definitely would end up on sex. I mean, in the ER. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely would end up on episodes. So, I actually went with a, a smaller one that I had and I did advise him. I was like, you know what? The first time that I did anal, I had a little bit of tequila because I will be honest with you. 
anal sex is really more enjoyable when you're fully relaxed and it can be relaxing. And it's a great feeling for females and males if you are just relaxed about it. But what makes us tense up? Because we have this fear, just like when we tense up and we lose our virginity for us females, because we already know it's going to be slightly well, uncomfortable. You're told, or slightly it's, gonna, painful. You're told it's gonna hurt. So right. that's all that's all that's all that runs through your mind is you're sitting there and like, oh it's gonna hurt. I, I, I think I like it, but it's going to hurt. <laughs> right. And now I'm a little bit more versed in anal. When I obviously first started doing it more consistently, mm-hmm. I wasn't as versed in being relaxed and things like that. So mm-hmm. I kind of tried to relay my own experiences to Chris and said, look, I really, really think that you need to be relaxed as possible. Well, we had some drinks and I lubed him up <laughs> as a wife. And mm-hmm. not sure if you guys have ever done this before or anything like that, but as a female, I totally got the experience of what it was like for a male to have to do anal to a, a woman for right. a first time because I was now solely responsible for this and didn't want to hurt him and things like that. And the whole time I'm asking him, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And he, to the point where he was like, stop telling me if I'm okay, yeah. you're ruining the moment. Right. Yeah, just put it in. <laughs> just just do it. Exactly. <laughs> Slow and steady. So right. Finally, finally, I got it in there and I felt that pop, which I know you know what I'm talking about there, mister, that pop when you're in the ass. And um, I did it. And the whole time I'm doing it, it sounds so weird. It was the most intimate moment we probably had because he Mm. trusted me that much as a straight male to peg him. And that's what I was doing. I was pegging him. So cool. And he basically turned around and said, how are people going to look at me about this? And I said, fuck them. I said, who the fuck cares that you did it? Who wants to sit there and pinpoint that just because you enjoy anal that you're you're a certain person? It doesn't matter. You can be straight, gay, bisexual, whatever you want to label yourself. It doesn't matter. It's a form of pleasure. And if that's your form of pleasure, who are we to judge? Well, there's exactly. lots of judgmental people. That's there what, are that, lots that's of That's what we deal with in this lifestyle anyway. And that's why us all coming together is the best thing that can happen for this lifestyle. So people stop judging us. Yes. Yeah. But so we, we dove into the pegging and it was a great experience. And we ordered actually a strap on because this was done by a dildo that I had to obviously use my hand with. So we, I thought I would be ordering a strap on for another female, but I'm ordering a strap on for you. For your husband. I don't need a rotator cuff injury. injury, So. (laughs) So let me ask you a question, Chris, what position were you in when you were getting it in the ass? Like, were you missionary style? Were you bent over doggy style? Like walk us through that. I was bent over the bed. Yeah, he he went I right think for that, it. I think that well, I think that was the most relaxing position for me. Was it? Okay. Well, I mean, I have enough bodily problems I that know, I know, <laughs> but not for me as a female. My best position was on my side, I think, because okay. I was able to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wasn't vulnerable. I think well, straight up, I would say in the air. That's the most comfortable <laughs> position for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. When it comes to a lot of sexual things, anyway. Uh, with everything. Do you so. think I did a good job? You did a great job. Okay. I never <laughs> ish, ish, I didn't die. We didn't go to the ER. <laughs> and we're probably going for round two. Are you going to so. do it again? He has one in his ass right now as we speak. <laughs> it's a smaller one. Hey, you guys make me want to try it. Okay. Well, another, right? another question. Were you playing with your ding dong with your own dick while you were being penetrated? The angle I was at, I wouldn't, I couldn't really grab it because okay. it was like, in front of the bed, oh, it was uh-huh. like on the side of the bed. Okay, and my hands are kind of straight out. Yeah, and I got a, a 
problems with my arm right now that I couldn't really move it anyway. But you mm-hmm. did say you actually felt the urge to come. Oh, that. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was hard. But, oh, wow. You know, yeah. There wasn't much I could do about it in the way I was laying. Yeah. Plus, I was a little tipsy. Yeah. Oh, that sounds You're amazing. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's try. try. I'm, I'm looking around the. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking around the studio right now. Looking see what I could object? put in my ass. I, I see a small can of shave cream. That's a smaller one. <laughs> the other one is a I huge. I recommend anything too small. I could put a couple. I could put a couple. Wrap a couple of pens together or something. Yeah, because the other one's a large can of Lysol from Costco. That's yeah. a big motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no bueno. Uh, yeah, uh. no good. All right. So, Karen, you mentioned that you're a curvy woman. Now, how do you deal with that? I mean, I'm curvy too. And I know that there are a lot of different body types in the lifestyle. People are attracted to a variety of things. Sometimes it's not even physical. But how do you feel about being a curvy woman in the lifestyle? And, and what has it done for your body image and your self-image? I'm just going to pour myself another shot since we're getting into this area. So Yeah, yeah, do okay. it. Do it, do it, do it. I'm drinking the peach whiskey just for you guys. Oh, so shit. I'm going to ship, ship a bottle to you guys. Dude, I'm gonna so f- I promise we're going to God, that. that sounds amazing. So I don't know if you guys have a P.O. box or anything like that. If you want to send me oh, yeah. something, yeah. I'll ship it to you. I, honestly, I'll ship it to you. Sounds mm-hmm. awesome. Okay, sweet. Thank you. When we would start going to the swinger clubs and sex clubs, like we go to Saints and Sinners and AC and Philly all the time to sometimes it's a safe haven and a mutual ground for you to meet up with either A, a single person or a couple. And you can have playtime if you're not comfortable bringing them back to your home or anything like that. Yeah. Part of these clubs, they have, you know, topless midnights and things like that. Mm-hmm. I was always the first person to get topless. I remember the first time that I got body shamed for that. Being a curvy girl that has stretch marks from having kids, it, it's not something that I'm an unhealthy person. I go to the gym five days a week for mm-hmm. it. And I'm going to tell you why I go to the gym five days a week. If I can be completely honest and a little vulnerable right now, yeah. about two and a half years ago, I started a lifestyle journey because I was a lot heavier than what I am now. Mm-hmm. And my doctor told me you're obese. And to hear the words obese and you're not even 30 years old yeah. is very, very upsetting. And it's something that I knew was my own fault because with the drinking, I was stopping off at McDonald's and and eating and things like that. And I was just not living a very healthy lifestyle. So with that, I decided to go on a lifestyle journey where I actually lost a decent amount of weight, but I've always been curvy my Mm -hmm. entire life. My whole family were thick bones, were athletic, were muscular thighs, curvy hips, everything like that. And as a curvy girl (laughs) lifestyle, I can tell you that look at every single poster that maybe your local sex club advertises for their events. Look at every single poster that a cruise or a resort posts, everything like that. Do you see one curvy person in those posters? Never. No, 120 pounds, 5'9". Right. In heels. Yeah. Now let me ask you another question. When you actually go to those sex clubs or to the cruises or to the resorts, is it all 120 pound people that go? Oh, no. absolutely not. No, 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 no. Huge cross section well, of America, man. All kinds of people. Exactly. I mean, if I could chime in for a second, yeah. I, w- I would say we went to St. and Center as a club in Philly. Yeah. A couple months ago. Yeah. And at 12 o'clock, it's topless. It's topless 12 o'clock. Okay. Three, four, five women hopped on the dance floor. Yours truly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ripped off their tops, were grinding on each other, and three of the five were 
curvier women. Yes. Uh-huh. And like she said, you don't see that on the poster. You don't see that in the advertisement. But that's the lifestyle. The right. lifestyle is no matter what your age, no matter what your body type, no matter what you are, you mm-hmm. can be in this lifestyle. I do think, though, that being a curvier female, and I will also put men out there because there are men out there that claim they have the quote unquote dad bods, which is trending right now and things mm-hmm. like that. And I, I will give them full credit. It's not just a female thing, but I'm always speaking on a female perspective because yeah. I am a female. Sure. I think that society, especially this community, which we are supposed to be so much more accepting of one another, is not as accepting of certain people, certain body types, because people want to portray this lifestyle. of It's all about the 120 pound girls that have implants and things like that. Yeah. No, I'm not that size. My titties are real. I have a few stretch marks on me that, yes, do I do certain things that make me feel better? Like, I do, you know, uh, spray tanning and things like that to hide the stretch marks. Absolutely. Because it just makes me feel more comfortable. I don't do right. it for anybody else. I do it for myself. I just think that curvy people in this lifestyle need to embrace the fact that they're curvy and screw what people might say or think about them. That's, yeah. that's my personal opinion. No, that's great. So do you find yourself like dressing sexier or will you get naked at lifestyle clubs or do you stick to topless? How do you handle that? I'm the first to get naked at nice. Lifestyle Club. <laughs> I will say that unfortunately, because I have subjected myself to that, I've also subjected myself to what I like to call trolls, yeah. where people are like, you know, I've been booed on a stage before and things like that. And it only makes me dance harder and, <laughs> and things like that. And yeah. I refuse to get off that stage because I'm not going to let someone like that win. And it has actually worked out my favor because certain people that have booed or anything of that nature, other people, I've seen it from when you're standing up on a stage with a pole and you're seeing someone boo you, yeah. you can see obviously other people that are like, you know, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Exactly. Like that's disrespectful type of thing. And so it's kind of nice to see the community band together. Yeah. I do get topless, but if I can be a hundred and ten percent honest here, I'm also probably the most self-conscious person in the entire room. As confident as I am, I'm sitting there and I'm going, I'm not as skinny as her. My mm-hmm. boobs aren't as perky as her. Right. I have cellulite, I have stretch marks, and then that girl, that girl, that girl what the fuck? Nobody's going to want to fuck me right now, or Mm. nobody's going to want to have any attention to me right now. It's something that I blame on this community for not being as inclusive as it should be. What do you mean? I mean, aside from the people when you're on stage or you're at a club and you'd mentioned that you've been booed before, has it happened on Twitter or has it happened on another website where someone says something about you or calls you out about your body? Yeah, I mean, it's funny you brought that up because we have actually been in a Twitter work with a particular podcaster who I'm going to just call them out right now. They actually are private contractors for the Desire Resorts, which most of our podcasting family, they promote Desire because A, they get free vacations when they do so. And B, it is the lifestyle community resort out there. So that's great. No, people in this lifestyle, they should be able to go to that resort because that's what we want to do. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, these certain contractors, they actually have a podcast out and they're not only body shames their own clients, but they specifically told not only us, but 
what, probably like 20 some other podcasters that were tagged in this tweet that I was bad for the podcasting community and I was bad for business because I was a fat chick. That was the quote unquote. And I don't like using the word fat. I have substituted Kirby big girl because no one likes to see the word F-A-T. No one likes to see that. And to see the word F-A-T in a tweet from people that, and to see nobody defend it that was tagged in this was really, really hurtful to say that I was bad for business because of my body and because I wasn't a 120 pounds model that had a ton of money for say plastic surgery or anything in that nature. That is something that I do not ever condone. And I will forever to my last dying breath in this community, fight for the right for a curvy girl to represent herself, to be naked in this community and to not withstand you might have that one or two trolls, like how I said I got booed one or two times. Yeah. But look at how people came to my defense and they told that person, what the fuck are you doing? And I've never walked away from a sex club or a sex experience where I didn't get to experience other people. People like my body. If mm-hmm. you don't like my body, that is your preference. I do firmly believe that every single person in this society, you have to be sexually attracted to that. That's some sort of attraction. If I'm not your cup of tea, so be it. You do not need to be rude about it though. I will tell you that not only did we see it, but our listeners, because we've gotten what, like 30 some emails, 32, 32, something like that. Yeah. I I didn't see it right when it was said Mm -hmm. I was in the middle of playing poker. Uh Um, So you were doing um, important stuff, bro. She came to me and she was all upset and telling me what was going on. I'm not big on screenshotting them because I'm not big on creating controversy. I am more about love and light, but I'm going to get emotional. But what happens and being called, I'm so sorry, but being called fat when sometimes some people have certain issues that you can't control, such as I have a thyroid issue that I don't really disclose a lot because it's my own personal battle that I wasn't ready to disclose, which to be honest with you on this podcast, this is the first time disclosing that sometimes hormones, Mm -hmm. you can do everything. I mean, I I kill myself at a gym two and a half hours a day. It's two and a half hours, five days a week that I take away from my children in my life that I kill myself at the gym. I barely eat carbs. Do I drink? Yes, I drink, but not to the point where certain things happen. Yes, I've seen results. I've, I've actually lost a concern amount of weight. For someone to sit there and tell someone that they are fat and bad for business is completely unacceptable. And these other fellow podcasters, they don't understand where I'm coming from because no offense, they're not in my situation. You cannot relate in my situation until you have been told by a doctor that you're overweight even after you've already been fucking other people and been this lifestyle. That is why I retaliated with my tweet yesterday and I posted and I completely made my whole body vulnerable by posting myself in my bra, my panties in a mirror for everyone to see everything and said, this is what is considered bad for business. And I posted myself in a bra and panties and exposed my entire self because who I am now, I am completely proud of the work that I put in, the weight that I've lost, and mm-hmm. everything else I do. You should be fucking ashamed of yourselves. 
because you are what's bad for this lifestyle. This lifestyle is supposed to be inclusive. It is not supposed to be selective. And that is unfortunately how other podcasters are making listeners feel. And do you want to know how I know this? Because we get non-stop emails about how real and down to earth we are, that other podcasters make listeners feel that they not only have to be sexy, but they have to have $30,000 a year to be able to spend on travel plans alone to travel on these extravagant vacations in order to be swingers. No, mm-hmm. you can fucking be Joe Schmo or Karen Schmo and go to your local swingers club. And you know what? I'm going to talk to you as long as you have a great personality that I can talk to. Absolutely. Let me ask you a question about that picture. Do you have that picture still on your Twitter feed or could you send that picture of you to us? Because I'd love to put that picture of you on our website for this episode so that yeah. people can see. Because listen, I've seen your pictures. Yeah. You're not. Listen. Okay. My lady and I have a running joke between us, okay? And you know, you, I know where this is going. You know what the joke is, right? Uh, sweetie, why don't you tell her what I try to qualify you as almost every day? Okay, yeah. Hashtag pog status. Pog status. He's trying to, he's trying to take my measurements and see if I qualify to be a fat ass white girl. Okay. I took a, I took a tape measure just this morning and I was measuring her ass and I said, baby, you, you still have some room yeah. and some time to grow until I can qualify you as certify you as a certified hashtag hog With status a stamp and everything. <laughs> but no, I totally disagree that that's bad for business. I mean, like you said, and I feel the same way that the lifestyle is supposed to be accepting and non-judgmental. I mean, if you're not attracted to a curvy woman, then just look the other way or talk to the person who you exactly. will be attracted to. And I like you. Uh, would compare myself to other women when we first got in the lifestyle. And I still do. I mean, I'm very confident and I think I'm beautiful and I think I'm sexy. And now more than ever, I realize that you'd never know what someone's going to be attracted to. So never second guess yourself. They want that Paul. They want the Paul, baby. P-H-A-T. And we released an episode where you and I had a discussion where I said, I no longer think I'm just in this lifestyle for that, but that I think I'm actually a true bisexual because I could see myself with another woman. Yeah. We traveled down that road a few weeks ago. Yeah. When we got into this lifestyle and when we expanded it to other women, obviously I caught you making out the bar a few times with people. <laughs> Some women are just too beautiful <laughs> to not kiss. Um, <laughs> right. never really, you consider yourself more like a bi-curious person that was okay to hook up with someone bring them home, sleep with them with me. Yeah. And then you came to the revelation a few weeks ago that you could actually see yourself dating a woman without I, me. Yeah. I mean, we, cause we did the hypothetical. What if I died in a car crash? And I was like, don't say that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, that I think I came to the realization. I am a true bisexual that mm. I could have a relationship with another woman because it's what I look forward to as well. And I find myself judging myself against other women as well, but I also am attracted to that woman. And Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with you not being attracted to me. I mean, we love you guys. We could meet and I not be your cup of tea and that's okay. We can still be friends though. And we have two swinger couples that we met. It's legit a husband and wife. There's two of them. We all met. We were not each other's cup of tea. We were not each other's sexually, sexually thing. We don't, Mesh. Mesh. 
Right. But they're mm-hmm. cool. People. They are our best friends, though. They yeah. are invited to every barbecue. They come to our kids' birthdays. They have kids and everything like that. And we've never once played with them because we all just all mesh well. But you know what? We were open and honest with each other, and that's okay. Nobody did it in a disrespectful way. Yeah. We know we're not everyone's cup of tea. Right. Yeah. We're yeah. not everyone's choice, and that's fine. But there's no reason to make people feel like shit. I don't know if right. it makes you feel better. Be nice, be respectful. And then who knows? We could be like really good friends. Like there's a lot of things we like to do. We're fun people. I don't want to pat myself on the back here, but we're a damn good time. We are a damn good time, (laughs) which is why we've never had complaints with anybody that actually physically knows us. Yeah. The problem is we're dealing with other fellow podcasters who they get paid by desire to go there. But there were a few that tried to defend it like, oh, well, they didn't mean it like that. No, yeah, you said don't. I was bad for business yeah. because of my looks. There's no misleading on that. Own it. I own when I say wrong shit all the fucking time. I own it. Call me out on it. I'll own it. Yeah. You should have never body shamed me. And you know what? I had a lot of people that reached out and said that I was a beautiful woman and that the missus wished she had my body. I will tell you that that warmed my heart. It made me feel better about myself. I am a thicker, curvy girl, but I'm the first one to get naked. And I think that bothers people, but I don't know why. I mean, can I get your guys' opinion on this situation? I mean, you guys weren't really involved in this situation, but hearing what we said, can I ask that? Or is that okay for me to ask that? I'm not sure how your podcast, so I don't want to. No, we'll chime in. We didn't see that part. We didn't see any of that. It sounds like you've had some controversy lately. We've had controversy as well. In fact, some of the podcasters out there, we're not their speed either. They don't like us and that's okay. We don't talk on Twitter. We don't retweet each other's stuff and that's okay. We just steer clear because we're here to serve the listeners and we're here to give them topics that they enjoy while they're working hard because they're trying to go on a vacation, right? To hedonism or or to desire or to on a cruise. You know, these are our listeners who we love and respect. So we want to give them a really nice approach to the lifestyle. And so you guys coming on and letting us know that some of these things were said, for me, it's a little hurtful because I don't enjoy anyone being belittled. And I don't want anyone to feel hurt or shamed. But there was also a thing about, and I popped into the Twitter feed and I saw something about STIs or STDs and I didn't quite, I couldn't find a reference to it. I just saw something about why are you accusing people of STIs or STDs? And I just didn't know what this was about. Can you clarify that? What was this STI thing? I'm going back because someone made a comment and said, I love the LS podcasting community. We are such a family. And my (laughs) comment to that was, this is how it started. Really? We're a community. We're a family. Because I literally just saw things that came to me and I was being told it. And I'm like, you know what? It's making all sense. Why? We're very popular up and coming podcasts. Why is nobody really retweeting us? And why is everybody fighting what we have to say? And we've already been told that, Nobody likes that we drink on our podcast. Nobody likes that we're very pornographic on our podcast. Like why everyone's finding all these flaws, but nobody is pointing out the good that we're doing. Yeah. We're talking mm. about being with a straight man. We're talking about cuckolding and trying to make people realize safe sex. And, we're talking about safe sex. And, and it's funny. One of our most recent ones, we dove really deep into being safe because of the possibility of an STD, STI. And yeah. mm-hmm. that's, the thing that came up 
Yeah. In this tweet. So the last tweet was I did post and I will take full responsibility for this. I posted about someone that not only body shames people because I was obviously referencing myself in a tweet that they said, Mm -hmm. but that they make some inappropriate comments about people that pay thousands of dollars to come there yet called themselves out because they responded to my tweet specifically called us a hater and called us all these other mean things when they definitely said, well, you're already well-versed in having STDs and STIs, and you already know what the burning sensation feels like from this. Oh, my God. Basically saying that she was an expert in knowing the burning sensation because she's a dirty person. Which yes. It couldn't be the furthest thing from the truth. We get tested every three months. Well, and, That's so and nasty. We, and this is exactly why we promote safe sex and STD and it, STIs. Even multiple other podcasters that are with us have agreed that there's so many people out there that have STDs, whether yeah. it's herpes, chlamydia, gonorrhea, HPV is considered an STI. I mean, mm-hmm. it's something we all need to be very well aware of. Well, this podcaster obviously said, well, you're well-versed in that burning sensation, but they completely made it seem like I am this quote-unquote dirty, yeah. full of STD swinger. That's nothing to joke about. And no, never. You no. should never joke about so, that. Except now, what's another <laughs> slang term for chlamydia? Is that the clap? Yes, it is. It is. is there another clap. slang term? Because uh, I want to know them. <laughs> but it's the fact that they used an STD yeah. and an STI as a pun. It was like, right. here's a negative statement to you. Here's a pun. Here's We're going to use a very sensitive topic in this yeah. lifestyle because I'm sure you you both can agree. In this lifestyle, we're all having lots and lots of sex. What is the importance of having lots and lots of sex? Cream pies. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I was thinking, I, I think I was answering a different question. Chris and, likes uh, the cream pies too, right, oh, honey? Oh. Hey, Chris, isn't that the best thing ever? <laughs> um, it, I, I definitely enjoy it with her. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's like a, I don't know. I don't want to use the word empowering because that's kind of like. It is empowering. But it it's is. like, yes, that's, I that's mine. I totally, you know, marked my territory <laughs> right there. Pretty much there. like a dog peeing on a tree. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's my property. I do lend it out. Your seed. But, oh, thank you. <laughs> but it is my property. And yeah. my wife, and I'm allowed to do it, and you're not. Well, I think <laughs> exactly. in the, uh, if, if anyone's ever done religious studies, I think it says someplace in the Bible that thou shall not spill your seed. So in order not to spill it, it has to go right in the pussy. Yeah. It has you to land. Waste. You can't waste a drop. Right. It has to go right on the lips. Well, yeah. I, I think the one thing that is missing in this community is people actually being honest about like HPV is a real thing that a lot of mm-hmm. people have and it's not your fault because you're born with it. There's herpes, there's chlamydia, right. there's gonorrhea. There's things that you can contract that are hundred percent curable and people go, Oh no, I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. Everything is fine. There's never been an issue. I mean, why but use that as an attack? Their joke should have never been made if, exactly. it, if it was a joke. And I don't right. know their frame of mind when they said all that, but that's really something that shouldn't be said. And of course, right now we're joking about sure. the clap and cream pies yeah. and stuff like that. But then again, just making light of the situation, but that should have never happened. And yeah. that's not cool. I think it'd be interesting to find out what frame of mind they were in when they were making those comments. Yeah. And hopefully they have something where they say, hey, look, I'm, I was stressed at work or something, even though there's really no excuse for or that body shaming or anything or body. Like yeah that. there's yeah. really no excuse and so i want to go ahead and move beyond that topic mm-hmm. only because there's but no need for us to devote a lot wanna, of time oh no you guys summed it up pretty well you no no 
You, no, look, I, you look like you wanted to say listen, no, no, you guys summed it up pretty well. Chris, okay. I want to have Chris say the final word and then yeah. I'll wrap it up and we'll move on from there. So okay. you had something you wanted to say. No, I was just going to bring up that it's kind of ironic that they use that as like an attackable thing when, first off, shame on you for using that as something to attack somebody about. But we literally had one experience, which people can hear in our podcast. A good friend of ours that we fool around with, you're on our Twitter, you're on our podcast, we call her Kay. I think we actually said her name a few times, but we know she's clean. She, we've seen her papers that she's clean. She actually hasn't slept with anybody other than us in a year. And she climbed on top of me during a typical barbecue. Everybody went home but her. Threesome. Sure, normal day. Out of, out of, sure, normal day. Out of nowhere, uh, climbed on top of me and just started riding me. But I had already taken my condom off because I was getting ready to go fuck my wife. Yeah. Which I kind of, so I'm done with, not necessarily done because I got to always put another one on. But obviously, when we had threesome, it always ended up me starting with the other girl because the wife likes to watch that. It gets her really going, gets her hot, sure. hot and heavy, so to speak. And I was preparing to fuck her. So I took it off. And I don't even think our friend knew that I took it off because she climbed on top of me and just started riding me Dang. the next day. <laughs> Hey, Chris, wait a minute. I just want to clarify I'm this. Speechless. I want to clarify this in my head. You were sitting there and yeah. she just she just climbed on you raw dog, dude? Like just bare, bareback? I, you know what? We had a few drinks in us. We already know she's consensual. Uh, it's oh. probably the best time we've done it. And she just, I've never actually seen her like that. Like we have good fun with her, but yeah. she's never ridden me. And she just kind of did it out of nowhere. And it kind of caught me off guard. I was a little tipsy. She was a little tipsy. And the next thing you know, the next day, the wife is like, yeah, I saw what happened. You're getting tested again. Can yeah. I comment on this? Yeah, yeah. I, I watched Kay roll on top of him after he already ripped the condom off. And Kay, I don't think, knows what's going on. And she rolls over on him and just starts fucking him. And I know that he has no condom on, but it's kind of hot at the same time. Oh, I'm like, yeah. no. Oh, yeah. But but, for me, <laughs> but Kay... We actually pay for Kay has no health insurance and yeah. we actually pay for Kay to get tested because we actually care about Kay. You know, mm-hmm. you care. No, about Kay. no, she's a really, really close person to us. So we yeah. know she's clean, but mm-hmm. we're the one that pays. We're the ones that pay for testing, mm-hmm. but still are, you never can be too safe. So unless I'm with my wife, I always wear a condom. There's right. no exception to that. Yep. And the fact that she climbed on top and caught me off guard and I didn't realize it. You for did people, not stop her though. I did not stop her. Hey, Chris, <laughs> Chris, I need to clarify, man. Chris, how, how many strokes, man? Did you, did you come in her? Did you come inside, uh, outside? Five minutes. Five minutes worth of strokes. Five. Oh my God. God. Dude, that's a lot, man. That's awesome. I will. <laughs> it's like a full session. Actually, are, are you infatuated with the. I mean, and no judgment. Are you infatuated with the whole <laughs> raw dog thing? I'm infatuated. Just a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm infatuated with sex with people who we care about, and definitely. Yeah. So you're telling me that she sat on top of you, and this is a close friend that you've yeah. played with before many times. And maybe it was an oversight. My- you're saying it's it oh, was wow. hot. You liked watching yeah. it too. Yeah. You knew it was happening. That does sound I, hot. I, I literally knew that he whipped off that condom, but I already knew that Kay was clean because. I went with her to get tested. Yeah, like, like we said, we, we pay for her testing. Yeah, so I paid a, for her testing. A regular play partner. She had not been tested. I wanted her test before we played. So she was a regular. She was more committed to us. That was more of our poly 
esque relationship. That yeah. I mean, she had recent knee surgery that. Chris took her to surgery. He picked her up. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the whole poly aspect of our relationship. But we also played with her. And but but even knowing she's clean, the next day you're still the next day. I'm like, let's schedule the appointment. We're getting tested. We're getting tested. We're getting tested. (laughs) And for someone to use that as an attack Mm -hmm. is completely insensitive. Yeah. But also quite ironic because we're very big on safe play and getting tested. And that would never happen anymore because of that. I mean, one of our sponsors for our podcast is an STD Test Express. And it's very ironic Mm -hmm. that you want to bring that Mm -hmm. up because we have that sponsor. But I will say, if I can admit this, it was very hot to see her fucking him and knowing that, but I didn't know that uh, she was saying she's been my best friend for years, years. Yeah, yeah. And that I'm, I'm happy that I'm able yeah. to have this experience <laughs> with her. This is like an episode of the swinging along podcast where I'm learning something new mid talk. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, what? did you, did you come you inside her? Or what? Oh, I was very, ter- okay. I want to know if you came I, inside her. Wait, wait, I, I want to have a talk right now with your lady. Cause you call her your lady all the time. So <laughs> is it not, is it not a turn on though? And I don't know. Actually, I don't know. It might not be for you. Cause it, it differs. It is. If <laughs> Can I answer that? Can I answer the question, please? If, 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 you, if you know 100% that person is clean, yeah. it's your best friend that you have a connection with already or a good friend. I won't say best friend. to so someone you've known maybe that is uh-huh. in the lifestyle that you're playing with or anything that <laughs> yeah. has that instant connection with your partner. Uh-huh. Isn't that kind of like awesome that someone oh, else yeah. has having that intimate connection in front of you? Yeah, it is. It's definitely hot. And I've... I've thought about this. I've thought about, oh my God, what if my husband did a girl raw? I mean, the cream pie fantasy, like we've, you know, we've talked about it and it's like, I've seen pictures and it's like, oh my God, what if I was there to witness that? And that gets me totally wet. I mean, I think, I think it's really hot. So yes, I think I would have reacted the same way that you yep. did where I, I would have been like, oh my God, is this happening? But then I wouldn't really want to stop it. You know, well, I just, I think in that situation, I would have, I think we would have talked about it. She ignored and, my, she ignored my question twice. Would you please ask Karen if Chris came inside? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's the question? What's the question? Yo, did, um, did Chris come inside her? Did Chris come inside Kay when you, when the raw dog moment happened? No. Okay. Like, I, 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 I can admit, <laughs> no, no, if I can admit something, which I don't have a problem with, when I drink to a certain extent, I tend to sometimes not be able to come. That's uh-huh. very common. Very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. In a way, because the pleasure can go all night long. But there has been another girl that Chris has come inside of that was a newbie. That oh. I will say, <laughs> you should was, see my husband's face right now. <laughs> I will tell you, it was very, very erotic, and it was very like. God, I wanted to be all up in that after you did that because wow. <laughs> I was like, oh. this is insane. But um, you want to clean it we, up and lick it up and stuff? Well, you were, you we were, spoke, we you were spoke the cuckold version. I was a cuckold. We, we spoke <laughs> with this girl on our previous podcast. Her name was Bay. We don't give names unless someone give, allows us. The only to. name that's yeah. been mentioned was Kay. <laughs> the only yeah. name that's mentioned was Kay, which she doesn't care that her name was mentioned and we didn't edit that shit out on St. Patty's Day. So it's fine. But B was more. B lied. B was more of a, I'm a bisexual woman. I want to be with both of you. Mm-hmm. B wanted Chris more than me. Oh, wow. And so B was already tested. She showed her paperwork. We showed our paperwork. Mm-hmm. B was on birth control. Some things that listeners want to know about me, 
I actually suffer from PCOS, so I cannot actually get pregnant. I have some cysts, and if you follow my Twitter, you know that I recently actually had an episode where I collapsed on the boardwalk because I actually had a cyst that burst, oh, wow. which I've never had happen before. Most of my cysts you normally dissolve back into my uterus, but I have been deemed infertile. So I actually am thankful for the kids I had at this age. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to so, have kids. So what you're saying right. is you're the perfect cream pie candidate. I am the perfect cream pie candidate <laughs> because <laughs> of that. Yes. But we actually... We actually uh, met B and B had a similar situation, but she already provided proof that she was on birth control. Mm-hmm. I will say that Chris had this whole cream pieing fantasy. That's most dudes, man. Yeah. High five, bro. <laughs> Shit. So he cream pied this other girl and which was months, 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 months ago. We already checked up. She's not pregnant. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. She's good and good. But I will say watching I don't know about you. I says I really don't, but watching it come out of her, I was like, this is the sexiest thing I've ever been yes. a part of in my entire life. That that's probably the best part is waiting for the come to drip out and know like, oh my God, my man was totally in there. Oh Absolutely. I, I think I think that's really hot. Yeah. It is. And I I wish we could do more of that. Unfortunately, in this lifestyle, you do have to be very conscientious of when you're not using condoms, you have to make sure that your other partner is A, being 100% communicative and honest with you, Mm -hmm. and B, that they produce the fact that, look, I'm clean right now, I'm good, blah, blah. (laughs) We can never fault anybody else for fucking other people because we live in a lifestyle to fuck other people, so we can't fault that. But you need to tell us, hey... I went on this weekend binger where maybe I fucked three other people. Yeah. So, okay. That <sighs> you love very loved filling B up. You, uh, yeah. you know what? It was, it was funny because she knew it was going to happen. You knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. I didn't really know when it would happen or how, <laughs> but it just happened to be, it was like perfect timing because she came once yeah. and uh-huh. then she came that final time where I thought she was she going was loud. where I thought she was going to rip my skin off my she back. She was a loud screamer, man. It was <laughs> um, such a turn on. <laughs> and at that moment, I was ready to go anyway. And it was kind of the perfect uh, situation to do it in. And of course, Chris is like on top of her because he's trying to like get his composure. And I'm like, get out of her, get out of her. I yeah. want to watch her come back yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. so not sexy. So, but we did that. And it was probably one of the best intimate moments we ever shared, even though it wasn't with each other. Does that yeah. sound weird? It sounds weird, right? Like it was a great intimate moment, even though we weren't with each other. It does yeah, not sound weird. I, I see what you're saying. I, I see what you're saying, but it sounds because we understand your perspective. Yeah. It sounds hot as fuck yeah. because you're part of that scenario. Yeah, you enjoyed it just as much. And not many couples get to share that kind of experience right. with each other, where there's that level of trust. And exactly. it's just that's a that's amazing because you see that connection with another person, and you see it from a different perspective because you're actually watching it. So you could see yourself in that position. You want to talk shit about any other podcasters before we move on to the to the final question of the podcast? Because uh, no. I kind of did all the shit talking. No, I mean, we, we called out the one podcast because they took it to a whole nother level. I know there's podcasters that support them and everybody knows what circle that podcaster is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. I see you raising your hand. Give I'm raising second. my hand. Yeah. And everybody in that circle, obviously, for whatever reason, will always agree with them and will have their back, even if they're in the wrong 
And they, if they're listening, they should just be ashamed of themselves. Well, how did you guys get, how did you guys get started podcasting anyway? I used to listen to, I don't know if I can plug people in here, but guys Mm -hmm. sucked is a podcast about two girls that are very promiscuous and they talk about being fucked. It's a female that's also a former cuckold. They are very, very popular in New York and they are huge. One day I went to him and I said, I have a lot to say, but I had no idea how to do it because mm-hmm. he has the IT background. He's Mr. Technology, right. he like inclined or something like that. I went to him and I said, I want to talk about our sexual experiences and yeah. I want to talk about other things. We just feel like we had a lot to offer. Sure. Yeah. Um, we feel like we have a lot of experiences we've gone through. We have a lot of knowledge to share. Absolutely. Yeah. And on top of that, I feel like we're a lot of fucking fun. So yeah, we're, <laughs> why not put it right. all together? Yeah, your show is, a, is fun to listen to. Absolutely. Oh, it's definitely entertaining. And I know that you mentioned some stumbling blocks in podcasting where you've had some issues with other podcasters. You weren't received very well by some of the podcasting community, but on the positive side, what are some of the rewards that you get from podcasting? I mean, you're still doing it and you still sound like you enjoy doing it. So, you know, do you get emails, positive feedback from listeners? I mean, are you meeting different people that say, hey, we love this topic because we get a lot of feedback too. So what are the rewards that you see? So we get numerous emails every single day on people that thank us because we gave them the courage to at least initiate it or initiate the conversation. I, I definitely yeah. would say the most the most rewarding thing is our feedback from our, our followers and our listeners about how we've helped them start, start up in the life, start their journey, how we've helped them cool. communicate better with each other to maybe head down that road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How we even have a couple that they're not in the lifestyle but we've helped them communicate better in their own marriage in general. Absolutely. So cool. And we just had our first mixer last Thursday and we had so many couples attend and it was on a Thursday. We were not prepared for that type of turnout because it was technically on a weekday and so many couples came out to it. And there's so many people that come to your defense when you do vocally express certain concerns and things like that, because they share those same concerns with you. And yeah. if I have to be the representative for someone that is not a picture perfect twig, fake boobs, plastic surgery has no flaws. I'm okay with that because I feel like I do represent the majority of the lifestyle However, the problem in this situation is that I also don't want to segregate those that are, you know, 120 pounds or 100 pounds mm-hmm. sure. and are, are those people. I love you guys. Like I, I feel that way, but we get so many emails every single day about you represent being real. You guys yeah. are a real couple. Listen, we're well off but we're not rich. We're able to travel occasionally. That's great because we work fucking hard and we save our money and that's what we do. Um, Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you an honest, like I'm going to ask you a question if I, if I may. Sure. Yeah, sure. If you retweet or you like something, does that not mean that you support that particular topic? Yeah, I would say yes. You wouldn't be retweeting it if you didn't want wide distribution or or your name behind it. A lot of people also retweet friends or someone that they're a fan of to let that individual know, hey, I support you. Watch, let me send your tweet to my friends. Right. Yeah. So this this is where my question is going, and and you can answer me this. Yeah. 
if I am tweeting something and I say this person is bad for business based off of a body image and you like it, does that not mean that you support my statement? If someone likes that mm-hmm. tweet, then yes. they're siding with whoever wrote that text. Correct. Yes. Then nine, it was all podcasters, nine podcasters supported a tweet about that it was bad for business. Nine. Nine of them. Oh, wow. And, mm. But that's also what we don't give a fuck about the other people in the lifestyle podcast wise, unless yeah. they've given us a reason to be friendly with them. Like, yeah, obviously we, I feel like we all, we get along really well. We've always have ever since we kind of met through this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a few other ones that you guys, we, we had one of our best listeners because I mean, if I can say this out loud to yeah. your listeners, I mean, we interviewed you guys on our episode nine and yeah. it mm-hmm. was one of our best episodes because everyone loved your guys' personality with each other. You guys connect well with each other. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. we had fun on your show. <laughs> it was a good time. Yeah. Episode nine. Although you did uh, edit out some things that I had said. No, I think I had said no, some hurtful no, things. No, no, I said I was going to edit it. I never edited it because it's 100% true. Because if I edit it, no offense, can I be honest with you? And I hope you're not mad at me. You and I both said the same things. Mm -hmm. I do believe that certain things, you're not getting that full swinging experience if you are acting a certain way. And and I'll say, if you get any backlash, you know what I'm talking about there. If you get any backlash for us not editing that, just send them our direction and we'll let them know that's our choice. It's our choice. It's not your choice that we chose not to edit. Yeah. So what we wanted to talk about in closing, because we've been on the line for a little bit, we wanted to just ask you about those stumbling blocks on your podcast or your valuable learning lessons. Obviously, you're not looking to fit in with the other lifestyle podcasters. That's what makes you special. That's probably why you have a ton of downloads and listens. That's that's why we we also have a bunch of downloads and listens. Yours and our podcast are very popular because the listeners, they want reality. They They connect with you guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do think it's weird that we do have fans. Like we, we go to saints and centers and people are like, Oh, you guys are swinging along. And we're like, what are you talking about? So, like, so we, <laughs> we, we just developed a, a very nice fan base. That's still growing that take care of us. They retweet us. They like us. They tell people about us. So to worry about other podcast people retweeting us, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Don't worry, it doesn't face us. It doesn't serve any. any Look, the, your target market are not the other lifestyle podcasters. So you might lose nine unique downloads on a monthly basis or on a weekly right. basis whenever you release. I, I won't lose them because <laughs> they, they listen. Us. Yeah. You know, they will continue to listen to us, though, uh, to see what you'll say. Yeah. <laughs> Your listeners are more yeah. important anyway. And they love you guys. And, yeah. and they're obviously loyal and they're going to stick up for you and give you that positive feedback. And I love that because that's what keeps us going. So don't worry about the haters because you guys have a loyal following and it's growing. But in closing, we want to know, you know, do you guys have any advice for couples out there in the lifestyle, newbies that are having the conversation about getting in the lifestyle, or maybe they've already kind of dipped their feet, their toes in the water. Yeah, and- maybe one or two things that we can give them as a nice takeaway that'll help them in the lifestyle. Um, I personally think that communication is the number one key. You can keep communicating with each other. Just be open. And I think that the other party should not be judgmental. If the other person says, hey, I would like to fuck another person. I don't think like how I was judgmental with Chris. Don't lose that time with that person. Yeah, I I would say, and everybody says it. I know it's kind of like, I I really, I'm a big sports fan 
And I cannot stand when they interview athletes because it's, the, it's like, a, <laughs> it's like a, a written book script of what they're going to say, how they right. respond. Yeah. I would love for one day a coach to get interviewed. Maybe they uh, beat the team. Maybe it's a basketball game. Maybe they won like 100 to 75. I want the coach to be like, oh, yeah, my team's better. We kicked the shit out of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't like the typical answer, but in this case, right. the typical answer is really the right answer. Mm-hmm. You have to be open with communication with your partner. It doesn't hurt to ask. The worst they can do is say no. And I would tell them, don't be pushy about it. Yeah. But don't be afraid to ask again. Give them time to think can about I be it. Honest with this? I don't think the other partner should be negative to the no, world. No, no, but right. I think that I think the other partner should be able to be like, you know you, what? I hear you. I don't judge you. I'm not ready for that. Right. Yeah, but you, they might never be ready for that. So their response is that their crime? Their, no, no. So the response may be no, but it doesn't hurt to ask again. But don't be pushy about it. That's yeah, right. just be right. very like maybe you're having dinner and having a drink, just to relax, set in the mood, and, and you can go to your wife or your husband and say, "You sure you don't want to try this?" Maybe we can just watch some videos on it. Maybe we can uh, listen to a couple podcasts. Right. But that's, that's why right. I think that's what I was going to say. I think that's why podcasts are very, very important, which is mm-hmm. why, if I may be honest with the both of you, it breaks my heart at the disconnect right now that we have with certain other people uh, because doesn't it break your heart? No, I could care less about these people. All right. Well, we're different. I could give we're going to disagree could, and agree uh, on we'll, that. We'll agree to disagree. I could give two shits if these people like me or not. No, no, no. I'm not saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're obviously going to probably start a fight on this podcast. Break it, it up. Break it up. Sorry. <laughs> it has nothing to do with being liked because being a curvy girl that subjects herself to her tits and her ass being exposed on Twitter has nothing to do with being liked. I do not seek acceptance from these people. However, I seek community and love mm-hmm. because we're already fighting against normal society. And I use that in quotes right now. That is already fighting against us. That says, Hey, you guys are a married couple or a monogamous couple yeah. that have been together for a long time. You're choosing to fuck other people. Shame on you. It shouldn't be like that. Right. We're all fighting the same fight. No, Why I- are we fighting each other? <laughs> Why? Why Karen, are we fighting I, each other? I, I think we got a little off topic there. No. Uh, no, but, um, that is my question to the I, listeners. I, why I do we, fellow podcasters and ambassadors fight each other? Why? Because we're wrapping up the podcast and I wanted to leave the listeners with some hope. And on a positive note, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask if there are any other podcasters who you think are assholes. <laughs> that's a bad bad statement if you want me to be added back in the chat. no because this I is this is going to be another half hour no i'm just gonna, kidding i'm gonna, gonna have like part three of the episode no, I, i'm sure everyone said some hurtful shit right and yeah. look we're not yeah, nice so to everyone answer, i'll answer that question when you tell me <laughs> who wants us back in this chat but uh hey chris you know, ever I, use pog I, you ever I, use that word pog I, <laughs> you know what I've never. You, you. I want you to provide a male perspective on this. With what? A, a curvy girl. What about it? You're great. We You're love amazing. it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I love I, it. I don't know what else to say with that part. We talk with you guys through Twitter. Right. We, we talk. know it for you guys because we think that you guys offer a lot to the community. Mm-hmm. And no offense, we feel like you guys are even more experienced than us. That I feel like you offer more than we can offer. Oh no, no. Uh-huh. You guys you guys have fucked more different styles than yeah. we have. Oh definitely. No, no, no. And that's but there there you go. It's 
different styles. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. You guys accept different styles. Oh yeah. yeah. Not a lot of podcasters accept different styles. If you don't do it their way, then you're not doing it the right way. If oh, you right. don't drink the Kool-Aid, you're yeah. not a part of the group. Right. Yeah. We understand. That's why their podcasts are dwindling. That's why they're yeah. haters because they probably see their stats dropping because they are not going to become you. Yeah. They're not going to change their personalities. So what else can they do but right. complain and shame and talk shit, which is unfortunate. Yeah. It'd be nice if they said, hey, we'd love to get our listenership up. Can we collaborate? Let's cross promote. Um, h- how do you do what you do? Right. Instead, they're like almighty and we, it's our way. It's like, no, nah, dude, it's yeah. not. You should be nice to people. Exactly. Can I be honest? We release an episode every week. If anybody should be afraid of running out of content, it should be us because one of the few podcasters that release every single Friday, some podcasters do two a month, one a month. Yeah. I mean, we put a lot out there. So there's Mm -hmm. a good chance that we could run out of things to talk about. That's why I got to keep fucking more. I got to keep having those experiences. Just open up my vagina to more cocks. So, so if anyone is putting themselves <laughs> at, at risk and could use people to help maybe banter back and forth with some topics, ideas, yeah. things like that, it's probably more us than anybody else. But I have no interest in doing that if you have a problem with us for whatever reason. Right. We didn't do anything to hurt anybody. We didn't call anybody out. We didn't call anybody out. However, we did make the Sawswa comment. Well, more Karen did back in what episode nine. All right. Even then, let me uh, let me stop you there. What was said about Sawswap? Just give us the comment. What was said and who got pissed? Well, it it was well, it was we interviewed you guys, and the soft swapping comment was from me. It was not from you guys, but it was during our interview with you guys. I said, I do not feel like soft swapping where. You are not engaging with another couple is full swinging because well, it's, it's swinging in general. We were talking about certain people that, uh, oh, let's kiss one another. Right. But mm-hmm. Let's fuck our same partners. Yeah. But in the same bed. Side by side. Right. I actually said that in the podcast. I said, if you're not going to even do oral or kiss another person or anything that I said, you're not a full swinger. And as you guys well know. When that league of extraordinary swingers was started, it was started because there was a dispute because there was a miscommunication out there that certain people hated us because they thought that we attacked, we attacked soft swappers and you didn't okay. and no. you didn't right now we have a couple and who are they who are they chris they oh, really oh i, I guess I, they saw swap and we're cool with it and uh-huh. we're slowly going to build them up to more if that's what they want. If that's yeah. not what they want, then they can continue to soft swap and that's we'll right. continue to partake. Well, their soft swap is oral. Oh, yeah. perfect. It's yeah. different. I think what that guy, guy would say no to head. But I think that soft swap definition is different to yeah. every single person. It does. And it wasn't really an attractive thing at people. It was more just an opinion. And even if you go down the list of our podcasts, I think about six later, so six weeks later, we do admit that, okay, maybe it came out wrong, yeah. but we still stand by what we meant by it, where we just right. kind of, right. we had a difference of opinion from other people. Yeah. And that's the whole point of this lifestyle in a sense. And this community yeah. is not everybody's point. Just like you don't like that my wife is a curvy girl, or you may not like that I don't have a six pack and a 10 inch dick. That's okay. Well, we can still get along. Yeah. Hey, uh, Chris, are you a shower or a grower? <laughs> is your ding dong like permanently long swinging at the knees or is it, does it shrivel up? I'm a grower. So mine is in and it's like it's a little protected. meat, bu- like a little meat button. Yeah. And then it grows and then it gets long. How about you, dude? 
for our listeners Definitely. and their fantasies. <laughs> Definitely a grower. You're a grower. Right. Okay, guys. Yeah, so it's. I'm also going to admit that I'm not eight and a half, nine and a half inches long, but you know, it gets nice and big for the wife and other lucky women. There you now, go. <laughs> can I ask you this question? Do sure. you automatically get wet or do you need to occasionally use some lube to get yourself wet? I, okay. So I usually get really wet. Sometimes I need the foreplay to warm up to it, but okay. I, I typically don't need lube to get ready. Okay. If the session is going on, like if it's an extended session, then I have added lube, but yeah, definitely wet to start. And I usually don't need lube, but I always have it on standby. You do have it on standby because oh, yeah. sometimes it does take women a little bit longer to get, you know, sure. a little bit yeah. lubricated for sure. For sure. So yeah, no, it's been awesome talking with you guys. I think this is Sorry, probably guys. the lo- no, this is like the most in-depth longest interview that we've done with uh, a couple and it's yeah. we just you've shared a lot. You went personal, you went deep and yeah. and you were very open and honest and that's amazing and I know that our listeners will appreciate it and we appreciate it very much. So thank you for sharing all that you did and for being real and for doing a kick-ass job. And don't change your sure. way. And I know you won't change your way because yeah. you're a badass couple. That's your character and people love it. Your listeners love it. And so we will promote this episode yes. long and wide and we'll make sure you get the alert when uh, it goes live so that your listeners as well can get a different perspective on you. Maybe they haven't heard yet or maybe they've heard it in a different dynamic or a different yeah. way. Maybe it was asked a different way and they get to hear a little bit more of you from a different angle, which is awesome. So guys, it was a fantastic time. And can you please Tell our listeners where they can find you guys. Give us your website, your Twitter, all that good stuff so that they can go listen to your show. Absolutely. You can find our, our website at www.swingingalong.com. Pretty much our name. You can find us on Twitter, swingingalong69. You can find us on Snapchat, swingingalong. Instagram, you can find us, swingingalongpodcast. Yep. I, okay. I tried to keep it similar and I figured that's the best I could do. Yeah, or you can it's a great job. or you can email us at swingingalong69 at gmail.com. Yeah, we completely appreciate questions, concerns, constructive criticism, your own stories. We love to share it. Yeah, you guys have the way better name, <laughs> by the way. So we hate you for that. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But by the way, I was on your website and your website is very clean. And as yeah. soon as you go there and you hit podcast, it takes you to all the places where they can subscribe to your podcast from iTunes to SoundCloud and all the different places, Stitcher and so forth. So it's very user-friendly and all your links are there so mm-hmm. people can find you on their favorite platform and uh, hopefully give you nice reviews and become a listener yeah. of yours and you can teach them some cool things that maybe we haven't touched upon because listen, I haven't gotten that thing up my ass yet. Uh, Chris has. <laughs> he could talk about that. Right. He could talk about how he bit the pillow. Right. I haven't gotten and, a cream pie yet. Right. So I can't and tell you from so, experience. And he was, he cream pied that young tender. Right. Right. And now I'm fantasizing about it. So am I. Uh, give, me her, <laughs> g- give, me, give me her email. <laughs> oh, no, you've been there. I don't want to. Never too late for you guys. I'm hoping that we actually get to meet you guys when we, when we get over to the West Coast in Las Vegas. So hopefully we can do something like that in November. Yeah, so bring some of that old you guys camp whiskey. Awesome. We'd love to meet you guys. No, but definitely thank you for having us. So you guys have been listening to Chris and Karen from the Swinging Along podcast. Guys, it was amazing having you on with us. Say goodbye to all our sexy listeners. Bye, Chris. Bye, Bye, Karen. Bye, Bye, guys. Thanks for having us. 
Priory Society podcast. Mm-hmm.